0: one, basic hip. Welcome to the Jazz Session. I'm Jason Crane. The Jazz Session is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of the show is also available for free anytime you want it at theJazzSession.com and in iTunes. At theJazzSession.com, you'll also find links to the mailing list and the Facebook group and the Twitter feed and I hope you'll follow uh, any or all of those things. Today's guest is pianist Hiromi Uehara. Her new album is a solo piano record called Place to Be, and it opens with this tribute to the Brooklyn Queens Expressway. My guest is pianist Hiromi Uehara. Her new CD is called Place to Be, and uh, it is my pleasure to welcome Hiromi to the show. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much.
0: How much time a year do you spend on the road, would you say?
1: I don't know. (laughs) It's too too many, too, 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 uh, I wouldn't say too much, but most of the time.
0: And that that was the kind of the the idea behind this record, right? It was documenting in musical f- form uh, your impressions of some of the places that you've been.
1: Yes, um, you know, I was um, I was turning thirty years old, and um, I wanted to record my sound of twenties as an archival purpose, you know, and also as a solo, you know, solo piano work because I think you know making a piano solo album is one of the hardest things to challenge for pianists and, you know, really be on stage just with piano one by one. And, you know, and piano has been my best friend for the past 24 years. And, and I really wanted to just face my friend. <laughs> and, um, when I looked back, my lifestyle in my twenties, I realized that it was just full of traveling and I went to many places that I have never been. And, lots of people gave me the place to be and I really wanted to thank the people and also the places so it just became like my traveling journal album.
0: What makes a solo piano performance or recording so difficult? What is the particular challenge of playing solo?
1: Well because um, I'm all on my own and I have to be a drummer and I have to be a bass player and I have to be a whole band, a whole orchestra by myself, you know, and you know, it only has I mean when I do the concert also on album, it only has one that the sound of one instrument. So, you know, to not bore people or you know tire people or tire my you know for myself you know to not for myself it's very hard to um, it's so it's so important to just keep you know just keep things happening and with one instrument it's 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 very hard
0: is there also is it also that much more rewarding when it really goes well because it's all kind of just coming out of you?
1: Well, you know, I mean, when I go to the stage to perform, I'm really on my own. So, I have all all of the responsibility on the stage of, on my shoulder. So, of course, you know, when I can go through that, you know, both go through that and when I can make people happy, yeah, it is rewarding. I don't know, I, I it's hard to compare it with you know, when I'm doing it with my band because it's completely different style, it's very different. It's like playing solo piano is like let's say it's like boxing or judo and playing with my band is like football, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and always the enemy is yesterday's myself. I'm always just trying to go beyond what I've been playing and trying to find a new landscape in music and just trying to beat it, you know. <laughs> but it's very different style.
0: <laughs> How do you go beyond the you from yesterday?
1: Try to take as much risk as possible, you know, because what it's the, actually the hardest day to play is the day after the great performance. <laughs> and um because I know the weeding route, you know. So I try to avoid all the weeding routes that I took yesterday and just you know, because it's not it's not as fascinating as yesterday if I take the same route today. It's just like, you know, when you're walking down the mountain, you know, and and I happen to find amazingly beautiful fountains or waterfall or whatever is here and if I go to the, you know, if I take the same route the next day and knowing that there is a waterfall, it's not going to be as beautiful as when I first found it, you know. So I just try to find, go to go the route that I've never taken before, just hoping that there should be something more beautiful. That I've never seen before. The important thing is just just taking a risk and just try try new things every day, which is very hard, you know. But it's a journey to take every day. It's like a big whole new adventure.
0: ask you a little more about that because you often hear musicians use the phrase to take a risk or to you know to try something new but how, mm-hmm. when you're actually when it's when it's the moment and you're sitting there at the piano either by yourself or with the band mm-hmm. what does that actually what does that actually mean what does it translate into at the piano how do you how do you take a risk sitting at the piano what's an example of a risky action you could
1: risky action—it's <laughs> all in the—it's
0: in the brain, you know. So just. Um, I mean, like, if you're playing—if you're playing mm-hmm. one of these tunes that you wrote and you know intimately mm-hmm. and you've played many mm-hmm. times, how do mm-hmm. you—how do you actually kind of force yourself or let yourself? move outside of this thing that you're so familiar with how do you how do you actually do that when you're when you're sitting there playing it seems like it would be very difficult to move past this kind of path that you've created in each one of these songs well
1: the, you know the each song has a tendency to go to a certain way and I just try to avoid that tendency and it's just like um, talking to somebody you know If I say when I want to tell something to the person, there is so many different ways of saying saying things. You know, if I want to um, express how thankful I am, you know, there is so many other ways to say it. And I just try to find a new word every day, new vocabularies to be able to express what I want to express.
0: And so, talking about that kind of language in terms of the piano, does that mean things like just finding new ways to voice the chords in a tune or new new substitutions or new uh, new patterns in your solos or things like that? Is that the kind of thing that that allows it to that's be different? Of,
1: yeah? yeah, that's one of the things. And also, you know, just taking a completely different approach. You know, when this song tends to be, let's say, very live and, and it's a very bright and energetic, I can just make the song completely different. Like, okay, today, I, maybe I, I I'll go to more romantic, melancholic way to play this song to see how much potential that this song carries.
0: You know, Did you write the tunes on Place to Be? Did you write them when you were in the places that they're about, or did you write them after the fact, or is it a is it a mix of both? It's
1: mix of so both. I did write the first, or you know, the first ideas. The ideas hit me when I was in the city or town. Then, when I you know left the places, I just looked back what I wrote, played it again just remembering the place, and wrote more.
0: In, in terms of your, your style of composition, it, does it tend to be kind of inspiration-based, or are you the kind of person who sits at the piano every day and tries to write? How does composition work for you, usually?
1: Um, it really depends, you know. It really depends on the songs. Some songs, I can just, you know, walking down the street. When I'm walking down the street, I just, I just hear it, and I just write it down or record it on my cell phone or something. But some songs, you know, it, it just gets created when I'm sitting with the piano. So it very easy.
0: And so do you, it sounds like you don't always write at the piano. Sometimes you're composing other places, not just while you're sitting at the piano.
1: Yeah, I do. I do write everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the song called Cisley and Blue, I was just walking on the street in Sicily, and suddenly I heard this melody in my head so I just had to write down. Sometimes it happens, you know, when I'm very lucky.
0: Did you ever think when you were a kid growing up that someday you would be traveling to all these places uh, playing your music?
1: I dreamt about it, but I didn't think it would be that hectic. <laughs> <laughs> is the
0: is the traveling life a, a difficult one?
1: Well, it is. it is not easy, but it has full of, beautiful thing. So, you know, I think any of the, any job has both sides. You know, it's hard, but challenging. Or, you know, it's it's not easy, but it's, you know, worth trying. It's, I think it has both sides. You know, for sleeping in different hotels every day, taking early flights or trains. It's not easy, but, you know, when I see people's, Smile, you know. When I play, I, you know, I always wanted to play the piano to make people happy, you know. So when that goal is achieved, every everything that which was hard is just gone. I just forget about it. So it has both sides.
0: <laughs> Are there some places uh, that you particularly remember playing that were? just really great experiences maybe some surprising places that you've played that that have always stuck with you
1: well um there's far too many memorable places it's so hard to list one so when i played in my hometown you know after i left japan that was very memorable
0: can you talk can you talk more about that what was that like where did you play and
1: Um, it's I played in my hometown Hamamatsu, Japan, and you know I there are so many things that um, I didn't, I couldn't see when I was in Japan. You know how supportive my parents were. How you know how nice it was to always be with friends. And I just I just left Japan. You know, having this dream to you know make it in the states and. I went there, I had no i I had nobody that I knew, and i I spoke no word of English, and I was you know it was pretty hard in the beginning. I was very thrilled and excited about just the whole music scene, but to live there it was a different story and so you know when I looked back, i thought, wow, you know i I had so many beautiful things around me without noticing. And some things like that you can't notice until you lose it. And then I wrote this song called Green Tea Farm because my hometown is uh, very famous for green tea. And then I, I wrote a song. Then I went when I went back, I played a song. And that was very memorable. And also, you know, when I, this year when I went back, I played the song that I wrote called Place to Be. And I I made a speech to my family and hometown, you know, the people who I really have to thank in my hometown, all the teachers I studied with, and my first piano teacher, of course, and to everybody, you know, I, I really thank everybody. I thank everyone because now I'm traveling all over the world and having all of this opportunity, and everybody gives me the place to be, you know in the places that I go but I can have it because I have this place, you know, I have to make that speech and I play that song and that really made me cry. <laughs>
0: Was your family supportive of your idea uh, 10 years ago or so to come to the United States and study music?
1: Well, um, since I, I quit my college, I was actually in law school when I was in Japan.
0: <laughs> wow, I never knew that.
1: Yeah, I was in law school. I mean, I always wanted to be a pianist and it was it was helping to It was a lo- long-term decision for me, I mean, decision from many years ago. I, I wanted to be pianist since I was, about, like, 12 years old, so it was decided. But, you know, I wanted to see many worlds as possible, so I went to law school to just, you know, meet people, experience more things. Then, you know, suddenly I just felt that wind, you know, from the state that I have to go there, so I just quit the school. And when I told my parents that, you know, that they... They didn't disagree with my idea to go to the States, but they said, you know, at least, why why don't you just finish the school and go? But I just said, no, it has to be now. I know, and it is just left. But they kind of know my personality, you know, that I, you know, when I decide things, nobody can stop me. <laughs> I always have been that kind of person. So they just said, you know, as long as you're happy, we're happy. <laughs>
0: And when you came to the U.S., you first went to Berkeley, right? Is that why you?
1: Yeah. You came here,
0: and you said you didn't speak any English at all. It must have been just an incredible challenge to attend classes yeah. and try and keep up. How did you? How did you do it?
1: Well, being in being in the class, it wasn't that hard because all of the studies were kind of in the, you know, we were playing and it was in music, so I didn't have to speak i just had to play <laughs> and i just had to hear the notes to learn so i didn't really it wasn't that difficult it was just difficult to live you know really trying to uh, talk to people you know getting things around it was hard you know just to try to um Get the phone line. That was the hardest thing. I would never forget when I had to dial zero to get the phone connected, and it was impossible to speak in speak in English with um, on the phone. It was the hardest thing because I couldn't even speak in person. So in, on the phone, it was like you know speaking. With, whatever it was so hard and you know they asked me so many questions on the phone and just remember just kept saying yes 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 <laughs> i thought that was the only only way to get connected you know then my phone got connected but i didn't know that i had to sign up for many options that i didn't need and my phone got <laughs> huge for the first few months but it, it took actually like a couple of months for me to be able to say no to these options so you know I had to pay some prices for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I <laughs> will. I will tell you honestly that uh, I have had a phone connected in my native country, and it's really not that much easier when you speak English. So uh, <laughs> I, think, I think it's hard no matter what. <laughs> That's
1: good to know. that makes me so bad. <laughs> don't, don't feel bad. <laughs>
0: so when you go back now um, to Hamamatsu, and you you know you play in front of your your hometown and your particularly your your family. Is it? Do you find, is it at all difficult to kind of relate now that your life has become so different from the life that you knew when you were there? Uh, you must be a, a fairly different person, I would imagine, now that you're going back home. Uh, what, what's it like to try to relate uh, to the folks in your hometown uh, now that you've you know, been around the world so many times? Oh, it's, it's
1: just such a nice feeling to be home, you know, I... I just love the smell of the sound, I love my family, and it's just a great, great place to be, I, I love it, so I just, I, you know, whenever I go back there, I feel thankful more and more every time I go back, because every time I go out to the go to the places that have never been, I feel like I can travel like this because I have hometown. Yeah, I just more, more and more I understand that you know people can really travel because they have home.
0: Yeah, when I uh, when I was a kid, we had a bunch of exchange students in our house, and one of them said to me that uh, the thing that allowed him to spend an entire year of his life overseas was that he had so much support where he came from, mm-hmm. and so he felt like there was mm-hmm. always a net. You know, there was only so far he could fall before somebody would catch him, which I always thought was mm-hmm. a nice. Sounds like a similar idea. hmm so, so now that uh, Place to Be has come out, are you playing uh, more solo gigs now yeah, that you're touring for this Yeah, I'm, I'm
1: doing the solo tour, yeah.
0: And how has that been, kind of night after night, just you and the piano? Oh,
1: well, it's so much fun. You know, I'm. I love meeting the pianos. Because, you know, I don't carry my own piano to all over the world. So I get to meet new pianos every day. And for me, piano is like a person. And some pianos are well-treated and they sound like they're treated well. But some pianos are, you know, very... They sound sad. You know, they... Just talk, I feel the piano talks to me. I feel that, you know, when when I first touch the piano, they said, they just talk to me and say, you know, I've been treated so badly and I don't feel like to be played. <laughs> so I have to talk to them to encourage the piano and try to be friends. I'm your new friend, so I want you to be happy. And they just keep playing and say slowly start to open their heart. And, okay, if you really want me to be played, then I can. And they start to answer to what I play. And it's, that, that whole process is so much fun. You know, when I talk about it, people think I'm crazy, but it really does, you know. The, that's why I feel, you know, when I'm playing, sometimes I feel that some kids want to be played. I'm just trying to, you know, at least, you know, in, in the rehearsal or when I'm just touching the piano, I always try to uh, play all A-D-H keys to just to say hello, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> and do you have to adjust the way you play to the different instruments?
1: Yes, of course, because every piano has different hammers, different weights. It's just different instruments, so I really have to get used to the new pianos every day, and just trying to understand the personality, you know, what would shine this piano, what the strength of this piano, what are the weak points of this piano, and just trying to cover the weak points, and also, you know, I really want to shine the piano. Is the piano to be shined, and that's the only way for me to shine as <laughs> a pianist, so just trying to understand the personality you know some are easy to deal with some are hard some are young some are old yeah
0: it sounds like such a (laughs) challenge you have to you have to learn a new instrument every night
1: yes it's very hard but it's I love meeting people and I love meeting pianos it's so much fun you know and I especially I really love when I have to play the piano for a couple of nights when I I stay in the same club for a couple of nights, I really, it's it's such a different feeling every day, even with the same piano. I feel like the piano is opening up every day, you know, I I feel the distance between me and the piano is closer and closer every single day, and, you know, when I have to say bye to the piano, you know, (laughs) in the end of the night, it's kind of sad, you know, and I just... I just hope, you know, I see this piano again and
0: I leave. Well, you've just uh, made me look at the piano in a whole new way, I have to say. (laughs) Uh, My guest is Hiromi. Her new CD is called Place to Be. It's a solo piano record, and I encourage you to check it out. And uh, Hiromi, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you. I, I appreciate you coming on the show, and thank you for your time.
1: Thank you very much.
0: That's music from Hiromi Uehara and her new CD, Place to Be. I'm Jason Crane. This is The Jazz Session. The Jazz Session is presented by allaboutjazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of the show is available for free anytime you want it at thejazzsession.com and in iTunes. My thanks to the Respect Sextet online at respectsextet.com for providing the theme music for the show and to Dave Rabel, who designed the show's logo. Please support live jazz whenever and wherever you can and come back next time for another conversation about jazz on the Jazz Session. everybody bye bye, bye.